Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is a son of Bishop Daguid Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Makaras Church Teshi in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dag Heward Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. You know, I want us to spend one, two minutes just praying for Ghana. You know, the Bible says you should pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper them that love you. The Bible says that we should pray for the land in which we dwell. We should pray for the leaders of the land that we may live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for that is well-pleasing unto God. So just lift up our hands for a few moments. Let's pray for His Excellency the president of the republic, that God will fill him with wisdom. Lift up your voice, pray for the president of the Republic of Ghana, Nana, President Nana Dankwa Ekufuadu, that God should fill him with his wisdom. The Bible says that a king by judgment establishes the land. We pray for him, we pray for our president, oh God, that you would anoint him with your wisdom to take the right decisions, all those on Facebook, join us in praying. Those watching by YouTube, join us in praying for the president that God will help him to execute judgment and justice and do what is right at all times so that we will live a quiet. That means that a life without trouble in all godliness. That means that we will not do the wrong things and honesty. That means that we will not become a nation of people who have to lie and engage in falsehood just to survive because of the uh, way the country is. We want to pray for the vice president and the cabinet. You know that God will also make them good counselors and good advisors and good implementers of the decisions that the president has taken as we um, celebrate Ghana Day. We want to pray for the cabinet, for the members of parliament. Let's lift up our voice and pray for the members of parliament who represent us in government that God will help them to be um, just men who um, bring his perfect will to pass that God will use them for the glory of Ghana. Let us pray for the judiciary also in the name of Jesus that the judges will be just that the judges will uphold the law at all times that they will adjudicate without fear or favor. We want to pray in the name of Jesus for the technocrats who run the different government offices. We want to pray for them that God will help them to always know and then to do the right thing at all times. We want to pray for the bureaucrats as well that even though they are uh, political appointees and everything, they will have their country at heart in the name of Jesus. We want to pray for the police and the security agencies, the army, the police, the immigration, the customs, everyone, that God will use them to help us through the decisions that they take, that the country will progress and not retrogress. 
that as we celebrate 65 years 66 years hey 66 as we celebrate 66 years <laughs> God should help us to have a good year hey maybe it's our anyway let please let's pray that as we celebrate our 66 uh, independence ah the perfect will of God should overshadow every will of the enemy that God should subdue and God should quieten all evil spirits in the name of Jesus let us also pray for we the citizens that we will not be rebellious that we will be obedient and just men and women let's pray for peace in Ghana let's pray for peace in Ghana we pray for the peace of Ghana as we pray for the peace of Ghana oh Lord let us prosper on Facebook those joining us online let us all pray for the peace of Ghana oh yes let's pray also for the men of God the religious leaders the heads of denominations of the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church, the Presby Church, the Church of Pentecost, um, Assemblies of God, the head of United Denominations, Action Chapel, ICGC. Let's pray for the heads of all denominations, Christ Apostolic Church, that God will keep them. You know, the Bible says that uh, the prayers of the righteous availed much. That as they go down on their knees praying for the government and the uh, Republic of Ghana, let's pray for the men of God that God will hear their prayers and bless the land in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you hear our prayers because we pray according to your will. We are here in Macario's house, Teshi, calling upon you, oh God, to Give us a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty by praying for our president and for all those who are in authority. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, shout a bigger amen. How many of you are proud to be a Ghanaian? Yes. You know, Ghana is my favorite country in the world, though. I won't lie to you at all. I've traveled around the world. I'm happiest when I land in Kotoka. It's my favorite country. I just love Ghana. A country where all things are possible. You know? So I wanted to go around and wish somebody happy Independence Day. And say, you are looking very nice this morning. And I'm happy to be sitting by you. Amen. Happy Independence Day. Look. You may not know, but Ghana is one of the nicest countries to live in. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, as I speak to my brothers and my friends in Nigeria, as they've had their elections, you cannot even imagine it. That a country where you put your money in the bank, you cannot withdraw more than 1,000 naira a day. 
you see that Ghana, we are very blessed. Put your hands together for Ghana. Amen. And let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this morning and this blessed opportunity to be here. May we receive your word as it is in truth, the word of God, that we may change and prosper and be blessed thereby. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats for a few moments that will be in church. I want us to read from uh, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Will a man steal from God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, anyway, anyway, I'm representing the nananum of Salaga, Nyankwanduri, Tamale, Navrongo, Wale Wale, and its environs. And so by my representing them, we are calling for peace in the north, in Boku, peace. And in our border with Burkina Faso, peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God told Abraham, if I see even ten righteous men, I will bring peace. And I will not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So sometimes the presence of someone can bring peace. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you are asking me, wherein have, you, have we robbed you, O God? And God answered in tithe and offerings. God has an answer for every question. Don't be afraid to ask God questions. That if you are ready for the answer. That if you are ready for the answer. <laughs> because the wiser you get, the more you see that the questions people that are asking you, they don't want the answers to it. But God will answer your questions. He said, where have, you, have we robbed you, oh God? And he said, in tithe and offerings. Then, verse 9, he says something sad to them. He said, because of that, you are cursed with a curse because you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Then God brings the remedy. God always had a remedy. You see, the Bible says that God wishes that all men should be saved. You see, so God is not interested in anything bad happening to anybody. That's why some people even believe that hell is... Um, a fake and false imagination. Because if God is such a loving God, why would he create hell and how can he send us to hell? But the thing is, God never created hell for human beings. God created hell for the fallen angels who were with him in heaven. When they came to earth and saw girls, they couldn't control themselves. You see, so that's why when you're also a girl, you should know that when males see you, there's a natural inability to control themselves. So you should also conduct yourself well so that men won't go to hell. Hmm? <laughs> because if angels who were with God can see girls and forsake God, then what about men who are now going to see God? What hope do they have? The only time I can remember Pastor Steve has ever disobeyed me or rebelled against my advice or 
something I was advising. What in the matter of a woman? Yes. And I even went to complain to Pastor Samuel that look at what Pastor Steve has said to me. It was in the matter of a woman. Women, you are very powerful. So you should know how to conduct yourself. So I'm saying that back, please, back to my message. <laughs> I was saying that God is not interested in your cares with your cares. Look, the book I'm reading from, there are four chapters, 108 cases for people who don't pay tithe. But I, I, I think I want to concentrate on their blessings. <laughs> or as you go to their cases. Look, I can see that God is here threatening that with hellfire. We are not even minding him. So you let do the blessings. He said, 10. Malachi 3 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse so that there may be provision in my house for my work. Then prove me now here with says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You see, the opposite of a curse is a blessing. And so you will take away the little tithe and give it to God. Then in response, he comes to pour. Not something little. He opens a window and pours you out a blessing so much that there shall not be room enough for you to receive it. And if you listen to the testimony of anybody who has been paying tithe for a long time, it is this. That they have more than they can use themselves. Watch anybody who has been paying tithe for a long time. You see that the person has people they help financially. And it's like the blessing that God gives them, they cannot use it alone. But you see that people who have just started paying tithe or don't pay tithe, they usually have enough for themselves. <laughs> but I see you becoming a tither who is, therefore, you have so much that you become generous. Amen. 11. Now look at the effects, the further effects of paying your tithes. He says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You see, so that's why you see that people who go around following prophets, ah, from one prophet to the other, look, you don't even need to pray much, you pay your tithe. You won't, you won't pray for deliverance from divorce. God will now get involved without your prayer. He didn't say that and you pray and I'll rebuke the devourer. He said once you pay your tithe, it will activate a devouring, rebuking response from me. Easy. You see, like someone who, um, you see, you should also know that what you hear, what you understand, it comes from God. You can hear something, but Jesus Christ said, and hear, hearing, they don't hear. So you can be in church. The message is preached. And you listen, but you won't hear. Because God has prevented you from hearing. Because you have not been paying tithe. You see, I'm saying this is like, for example... I'm sure there were thousands of people in church the day 1998, February, when Bishop was preaching at the end of the service, said, it is your, if you are a Christian, it's your duty to pay tithe. 
I'm sure there were thousands. I'm 100% sure Renee was there that day when I heard it. I don't know whether she started paying her tithe from that day. I'm not saying you, don't, you, uh, you did that. I'm just saying I don't know. Before, okay. okay. I'm sorry. But I'm saying that I started paying my tithe from that day. Not from a personal meeting. But as I have obeyed him, I'm 100% sure there were other people in church that day who heard the same word, but hearing, they didn't hear. I had a friend, my best friend from secondary school. He was my first Christian friend in the church. Today, I don't know if he's back in the asylum. You see, but we were there the same day. He was even in the church before me. But hearing, he didn't hear. He's like, when you pay your tithe, there's a covering, there's an overarching blessing that comes upon you. I'm saying that, you see, like last week, Sunday, when I just preached, the whole message, but somebody texted me that that example you gave about Emirates, how they just took two olives out of their meal for first class passengers and saved $20 million in one year, kept me awake for two nights. Not the preaching I preached, though. That's one hour preaching. The only thing she had was that, that, no, I must find ways to cut down my expenditure. And that's something small I eliminate may end up making me very rich. You see, but I don't know who else was struck by that. You see, but he's saying here that when you pay your tithe, I will now do something so that that thing that comes to eat your money, because a devourer is something that eats. That thing that comes to eat your money away, I, God, I will fight it. Not that your income will increase, but that your expenditure will decrease. So you end up with more. But he's saying that it is connected to your tithe pay. The tithe, I'm giving this introduction because the title of my message, I want to fight with your mind. <laughs> the title of my message is The Bad Thoughts of Non-Tithe Payers. Mm -hmm. So I want to show you the blessedness and the blessings and the advantages that come from paying tithe before I start speaking to your mind and countering your thoughts. Say amen. amen. He said, I will rebuke the devourers for your six. And then when I have rebuked the devourer, he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. That means your work you do will be productive. You will sow little. One of the blessings in the book of Revelation to one of the churches, God then said that, and I know your works, that with little, you have accomplished much. There's a place in God where you are so blessed that the little you have goes a long way. I think it's one of the great blessings of Ghanaians. Hey, that the salaries we earn, you cannot even know how you are able to be alive at the end of the month. And by the time you calculate, it's like Jesus has fed 5,000 with two loaves and five fishes because... Your salary, if you even calculate your transport alone, it shouldn't take you to the end of the month. I was telling you that last week, my wife came to ask me to put the air condition on. I suddenly remembered something I read on the internet that 
it's better to sleep with fresh, fresh, fresh hair. <laughs> Ten reasons why you should sleep with fresh hair. And I told them, no, no, no. On the internet, they say you sleep better is good for your lungs. <laughs> it's good for long sleep and for REM sleep. Do you know REM sleep? There are three levels of sleep. Very deep sleep is fresh air. So let's open all the windows. Scientifically, it is better. Hey, God was rebuking the devourer called ECG. <laughs> it says, when you pay your tithe, he, he, your, um, the fruits of your ground shall not be devoured. Then he goes on to say that, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time. That means that things we are doing will continue to fruition. When you love a girl, she, you will end up at the altar. But not that you love her for a while, then in the middle, she says, oh, but we become like brothers. How can you say you love him? We've, we've, we've become like brothers. You are like a brother to me. I see you like, like my brother. Or you force, ah, apply, go for visa interview. Then they'll look at your face and say, oh, when I look at your face, when we went to the university, there was this nice girl, pretty, beautiful. She went to apply for a U.S. visa, and they asked her, where are you going to? She said, I'm going to Massachusetts. I think as they were talking, they were going through her passport, and the man was looking at her. Who are you going to visit? My uncle. When she answered all the questions, then the man said, when I look at you, you are very pretty, and if you go, a man will marry you, and you won't come back. <laughs> Yes. So they bounce there, they bounce there. Oh yeah, but she was not a tithe payer. Uh-huh. The man looked, the man looked at it and said, as I look at you, you are very pretty. And if you go, a man will see you and love you and marry you, and you won't come back. Come. Refuse. But another person too will go. See what I look at you. Mm. The tribal marks on your face. You will frighten the people in America and you will be like a source of terror and you want peace in America. So, bah! you will come back. So, you cannot even know what works. Another person will go, they won't look at their document at all. They'll look at the person's face and it is a goodly face. They say, I'll give it to you. One day, when the U.S. embassy was at the old place in Usu, a certain man went. Maybe 55 years. That's a true story. Maybe 55 years. Can you believe that eh, every document he had was so fake that, so fake that, the letter of uh, uh, introduction, introduction, said, he is resident in Volta Hall, University <laughs> of Ghana. No, the 54, 55-year-old man, the letter of introduction said he's a student, Volta Hall. Bank statement, fake. Ah, letter of invitation, fake. Letter of introduction, fake. Everything. So it was so fake that the um, 
consular officer was going to call the police to come and arrest him. Then the man said, my brother, he called the American man, my brother, <laughs> my brother. He said, the only reason why I want to go to America is I have a wife and two children and we are poor. I only want to go and work to get money to pay my children's school fees and to look after my family. I beg you, my brother, please help me. And the man looked at his face, ah, five years ago. Yes, <laughs> my brother, my brother. <laughs> Those of you who like to lie, truth always works. <laughs> he said, my brother, I beg you, the only reason why I want to go to America, I have a wife and two children. Before free SHS, my children are not going to school. I just want to go and work and get money. My brother, please help me. I'm sure he was a tight player. Oh, yes. It says, neither shall your vine cast her fruit. When you get pregnant, there will not be a miscarriage. When you go and apply for the job interview, you will be taken. Amen. Your problem will even be that there are several jobs for you to choose from. When you propose to a girl, after loving her, she'll say yes. When a man loves you, you won't chase him. A tiger, relax and be chased. Eh? Last one day he came to say you threw, you threw yourself at me or you forced me to marry you. He said, your vine, your work shall not cast her food before the tide. There'll be nothing like you eating unripe mangoes. Take your time. Just pay your tithe. Have that financial covenant with God and then leave it to God. God is not like the, is the government of some country that you make ah, bond agreement with them and you don't want to eat. Well, God, God is not like that. He said, I'm a covenant-keeping God. Keeping my covenants, listen, even to the 10th generation of them that love me. It tells you that, see, the Bible too says that when Abraham paid tithe, when Levi paid tithe, when Abraham paid tithe and he was yet in the loins of Abraham. So I tell parents that even if you don't love yourself, for the sake of your children, pay tithe. So that God can bless your children also. Because when Abraham was paying tithe, he didn't know that his great-grandchild, Abraham gave birth to uh, Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob. Then Jacob gave birth to Levi. But the Bible says when Abraham paid his tithe, it also covered Levi. For the sake of your children, do the right thing. If you're a parent, you are watching me take your child to church on Sunday morning. Even if you don't want to come for the sake of your child. Though. Because the way the world is going, I don't know what they'll be believing in 15 years time. When your child is a teenager. But I have good news. The Bible says that uh, train your child in the way he should go. And when he grows, he shall not depart from it. Amen. Verse 12. Mm. And all nations, when you pay your tithe, all nations shall call you blessed. You, will be not, you see, you cannot, when you see a blessed person, 
There's nothing really you can point to the person and say that ah, this is a sign of a blessing or this is a sign. But when you look at the person, you may even see somebody who doesn't have cash, like physical money. But you, but you can sense that this is a blessed person. Absence of strife, absence of turmoil, a life of tranquility. Everything is at peace. That's the sign of a blessed person. Many rich people or financially rich people are not blessed. There's no tranquility in their lives. Ah, either some wife is suing them for divorce or some child has a mental problem. I mean, but the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And he added no sorrow to it. So you can be rich with sorrow. Or you can be rich without sorrow. And the Bible says here that when you pay your tithe, all people, all nations shall call you blessed. Because, and this is the reason, you shall be a delightsome land. You'll be pleasant. When you pay your tithe and you are a girl, ha, you'll be a delight to have. Mm. You'll be singing together forever. Loving you has brought me near. And now I am by your side forever. This, look, we need a male version. Let's go into the room together. This is where Jesus comes in. Let Jesus lock us in together. Together forever. Mm. You'll be a delightsome person. Yes. Not a quarrelsome person. When you pay your tithe, God will take away your quarreling spirit. And you become delightsome. Look. All men want to marry something that is delightful. That brings us Comforts, delights, and thrills, and exciting experiences. Don't worry how the, how the man's face looks. Every man wants something delightful, including even Robert. I'm telling you. Number one, bad thoughts of ah, people who don't pay tithe because there are people here when you don't pay tithe. So I'm talking to you. Take to your neighbor and look at it. Look at it. The way I see your face, eh? I am suspecting that this message is for you. <laughs> Tell the person from the look of your face. <laughs> Tell the person from the look of your face. From the look of Tell the person, I suspect this message is for you. Number one. Look, and every thought has a scripture. You see, the Bible says in Philippians 2, 5, it says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. It means that God is interested in how we think. The Bible also says in 1 Thessalonians 4, it says that, let us not be like them who sorrow as though they have no hope. So there's a way God wants us to think, and there's also a way God doesn't want us to think. So I want to share with you the way God does not want us to think about tithing. Number one, I earn too little. 
to pay tithe. My salary is too small. Jomo, go into my drawer. I think either the first, no, the second, or so I don't know. You see my tithe card from 2000 and no, somewhere. You see, you see my tithe card there. Bring, please bring, bring, bring it. I think two, 2001, 2002. I want you to see that I was paying very little tithe, but I was paying. You see, the Bible said that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And out of the heart are the issues of life. So I want us to have a good mind or to encourage your good mind if you have a good mind or to change your mind if you have a bad mind. Say, I will have a good mind by the end of this service. Number one, I earn too little to pay tithe. Matthew 25, 24. Bible says, then he that had the one talent, the one who had very little, said, ah, ah, no, 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 I'm not going to pay nothing, no investment. You know the rest of that story. Anyway, next week, Sunday, we are giving everybody who comes to church all bishops' books free on your tablet including the new ones, gift of government, everything, 100, 100 books free on your phone, your tablet, anything, free, free. 100 books, free of charge. Yes. Wow. Yes, 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 I earn too little to pay that, you see. <laughs> Don't say you earn too little. Do you know that those who seem like they earn too little, they are able to manage their lives. God also says that thou shalt not consider whether it is too small. Tithe is 10%. When somebody gives me 10 Ghana CDs, I know that one Ghana CD is tithe. But you are if you give me 10 Ghana CDs, I pay, I pay the whole thing as tithe. I don't know whether it's called tithe or it's called, I know that one is whole bent offering. <laughs> But if you give me one CD, 10 pesos is tight. I don't care whether it's big or small, 10 aha. Thank you. Look at it, very old. This is how the original tight cards were. Brown. The year 2000 to 2001. April. 121,000. I beg you, not, uh, not today's 121,000. I beg you. It was before Kufor came to take four zeros. So, in effect, I was paying 12 CDs. In today's money, my tithe in April was 12 CDs. Then in May, the tithe was 12,000 CDs, which is 1.2 Ghana CDs in today's money. But 1.2 CDs, we give it to God. Then June, 4,000 CDs, which is 40 pesos. Why would I be paying 40 pesos? <laughs> at that time, at that time, at that time, at that time. Because I think in those days, my mother was giving me, I think it was 10,000 CDs a week. The economy was good, though. The economy is so good. Faith, confession. 
Then July, 10,000 CDs, which is one Ghana CD in today's money. Wow. August, 24,000 CDs. Wow. <laughs> October, 20,000 CDs. November, 20,000 CDs. December, 51,000 CDs. Wow. Yes. You see, my tide kept going higher. 2001, January, 51,000 CDs. Tide, that's five CDs in today's money. February, 20,000 CDs. And this is the elder's signature. Equia Abeidu, now Lady Pasakaris in Switzerland. She was the uh, treasurer. March, 35,000 CDs. April 2001, 70,000 CDs are tied. Then on and on and on. Every month, 9,000 CDs. Some of the months of May, I paid tied twice. 20,000 CDs. Then I paid again 90,000 CDs. And God was blessing me. But as you can see, June 2000, I paid 4,000. I never saw that 4,000 again. Yes. God will only take you higher. As I look at my tithe records, I just see a general increment in tithing. I never said I earned too little. And in 2000, I was a student, University of Ghana. 2001 was my final year. Paying tithe, 53,000, 90,000, 42,000, 50,000 November. Then I went on missions in December 2001. Why are they written 10, 10 times that? Hey. <laughs> yes. Don't say I earn too little. When my tithe was 4,000 cities, which is 40 pesos in today's money, I brought it. Hmm? When it was 121,000, I brought it. It is not about the amount. The Bible says you pay tithe on all your increase. So whatever the increase is, whatever it is, whatever it is, you remove your 10%, you bring it to God. Mm. Second bad thought. The first one, that don't say I earn too little. Secondly, don't say I earn too much. I earn too much to pay tithe. Isn't it God who gave it to you? Look at what David said. He said, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer this so willingly after this sort? It's like, how can we even get so much money to give? It is because of you. Who are we? Instead of saying, I earn too much, say, who am I that I earn too much or that I earn so much? Who are you? The man who won Nigeria's elections. I hear he bought, I was with a Nigerian bishop two days ago. He, said he, he used 176 billion naira. Yes, to buy the elections. Buy it. He doesn't say I'm buying it with too much money. What he has to do, he does it. To get it. You too. Instead of saying I earn too much to Pay tithe. Why don't you rather say, who am I? Where and where am I from? And how can it be that I should earn so much? It's by the grace of God. 
Let me rather see how I can give God more and not less. When I travel, it's a blessing. And there's something to buy for the church. And I buy. I've never asked for a refund. Refund. Surcharge. It is my blessing that I'm able to travel and go and come back. And a greater blessing that the church has a need. And a greater blessing that I can be in a position to meet the church's need. So if I bought something for you, how can I say that? Please, give me my money back. No, it is my blessing. Who am I speaking to this morning? Look at your neighbor and check whether, check your neighbor's temperature. If it's very high. It means the person is stressed and it's him. <laughs> Number three, I like this one. I like this one. I, say, I am not a fool to pay tithe. The bad thoughts of non tithers. The Bible says, whatsoever things are true, honest, pure, lovely, in, in Philippians 4 8. Whatsoever things are true, honest, pure, lovely, of good report, think about these things. Don't say I'm not a fool to pay tithe. Monkey they work, baboon they chop. Between you and I, who is a monkey and who is a baboon? <laughs> hey, is that how you degraded yourself? I'm not a fool to pay. These pastors, like me, I should go and work. Then when I finish working, I take. 10% does he understand what like the implications of what he's saying? I want a fool to pay tithe. Don't say that. Rather say that God has blessed me more than I ever imagined. I will pay tithe. Number four. Hmm. My hard-earned money is not being properly used in the church, so I will not pay tithe in this church. When I look at them, I wonder whether Apostle is taking the right financial decisions. You see, as we are here, I'm sure you can see that the church is completed. I don't know what else there is. Now we are building churches in Dakar, Senegal, in Zerikore, in Guinea. We are building churches in different parts of Ghana. We are registered our church in Turkey. All of it will money from here. This room, this room here. Building churches in uh, Guinea-Bissau. Different parts of Africa and Ghana. Western region of Ghana. Building churches. Cathedrals. That's what our money is used for. Like the tithe you gave, or the tithe you gave, the offerings you gave. It goes straight to a building project in Isiama. A cathedral where you see it, two two thousand seater cathedral, oh. an office block. Yes, Isiama and uh, I've even forgotten the names of the places. Not to back out. I thank God that I can boldly say I'm not paid from this church. If it frees me to preach this message very effortlessly, I'm not like my conscience is not even worrying me that hey, but at the end you get something from it. I don't anything from it. Even my birthday didn't give me gifts. Am I worried? You want to buy me chicken to eat on my birthday? <laughs> that I, if, if you don't buy me chicken, then I won't celebrate my birthday. I'm not even worried. <laughs> Led by your pastor. 
to go and buy me uh, mashed potatoes. <laughs> Number uh, five. Ah, very good. This is my favorite one because this is what I used to say when I was an unbeliever. It's my favorite of all the points. The bad thought that the pastors are using our money to buy expensive cars and houses for themselves. I will never pay tight to finance their extravagant lifestyle. Look, let's be honest. How many of you have had these thoughts before? Hey, I want honesty in the church. Only one person. Two. I'm counting three. Four. The rest of you have never thought that pastors are using money. Okay, what about the thought that if they sell the pastor's car, they can build three church buildings and buy five cars for the junior pastors? Let me see a wave of your hand. Or thousand bicycles for missionaries in the north. Hey, that one, I was the champion of this argument when I was an unbeliever. As I even speak, I remember standing in Achimota School, my house, in a serious argument that pastors are thieves. <laughs> so help me God. I remember around that time, Archbishop Duncan Williams had a scandal. And one of his church members had bought him a Benz with gold plated, like the Benz sign was gold plated. Then they found out that the uh, member was a drug dealer. Hey! I said, I knew it. We were, I'm not born again, no. I'm not born again. I said, I knew it. How could I have known? Hey! If they sell that car, I remember very. Look, people who pay, who, it's amazing that it's those who, who don't pay tithe, who criticize tithe. Those who pay have no problem. You even be surprised that it's we who don't go to his church. We are angry. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even, my policy that if I don't go to his church, I don't give him my money. It's none of my business. What is that? I can remember myself standing in front of my box room with an action chapel member trying to convince him of his stupidity. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm not even born again before I'll even pay tithe, before they'll even steal my tithe. And let me tell you something. Once you pay your tithe and it leaves your hand, you have finished with God, though. You have done your obligation. Let's even assume the pastor is a thief. It's between he and God. It has nothing to do with to do. Don't concern yourself with matters that are not your problem. Now, as I've grown older and I'm getting younger, it is my policy. Any problem that is not my problem, I will make it my problem. Ah, somebody is somewhere. He's behaving like a fool. Then, I'm, then I am at home. I'm angry. I don't do those things again. When I start, and I just say, you know, this case eh, is none of my business. Oh. I should not even lose sleep or even emotions. Don't concern yourself about the pastor has stolen God's money. Are you God? If God has stolen the pastor's money, why are you angry on behalf of God? 
that God don't know how to defend himself and to protect his money. Relax. When Ananias and Sapphira went to even lie about their own money, God, it is not Peter who killed them. God, leave judgment to God. Leave judgment to God. And go and buy orange juice a bit. Drink it and sleep. A lot of pastors say, do you know the number one cause of death among pastors? Hypertension and stroke from the stress of the work. From the stress. I tell you, this work we are doing, eh? if God hasn't called you, you cannot do it. You cannot. You even desire it. But you can, otherwise, all those who say pastors are bad pastors, let's say it's true. They should come and be good pastors for us to see. <laughs> they should come and be good pastors. You see that you, that you cannot do it. And sometimes, listen to this, sometimes the nice, expensive, luxurious car the pastor is driving, listen to this, it's a small compensation for the stress he's going through for the church. You should rather wish that your pastor had a nicer, newer, better car for his protection. Do you know the persons who die from car accidents? Do you know persons who die from car accidents on the road? Ha! Huh? Then you spend more than the price of a good car to bury him. Me, I don't do those things, those things again. No. <clears throat> Number six. Ah, this is just like five. All pastors are con men and thieves. So I won't pay my tithe. Okay, not you. Not you. But have you heard somebody saying that before? That all these pastors are thieves. Not you, but somebody you know. Hey! But why were you there to hear it? <laughs> this is what they did to Jesus too. They crucified him between two thieves. Bible says he was numbered with the transgressors. But he wasn't a transgressor. Are there pastors who are thieves and conmen? Yes. Before you were born, Jesus had predicted that false prophets will come. Before you were born. False prophet is not a new, but you see, guess what? Jesus Christ said, leave the wheat and the tares to grow together. It's not your job to be pointing, this is a good pastor, this is a conman. Me, I believe in all pastors and prophets. If you are a false prophet, in between you, you and God, but Jesus said, leave the wheat and the tares to grow together. Then Jesus even explained why you shouldn't try to separate false prophets and good prophets. He said, lest while you are removing the tares, you uproot some of the wheat also. So you find out that all pastors, good and bad, false, blah, 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 as people are trying to create that, they lump everybody together. And now, soon, nobody believes in no pastor, no more, nowhere. In Ghana, we we're going for evangelism. We have to change our strategy because when we say, oh, we are pastors from that, that pa, the door is closed. We are Christians, uh, we are evangelists. So then I developed a strategy. I said, where you go? Don't say you are pastors. Say, I'm an architect. <laughs> say, I'm a lawyer. Say, I'm a uh, public health official. I don't say, I'm a, oh, come in. 
By the time they find out you are a pastor, you are already in. You see, but they've lumped the good and the bad together and have crucified everybody as bad. So now, nobody is good. That's why people don't go to church again, because they've tried to separate the good from the bad. Number seven. 10% is too much. It's too much. (laughs) If my salary was, ah, 2,500, and I have to give tithe of 250, it's reasonable. But pastor, are you saying, pastor, like, ah, pastor, your, your maths, is it good? Like, okay, if it's 2,500 and I have to pay 250, that's okay. But, but I think maybe most of your members, is their salaries. 1,400, so they pay tight, 140. But pastor, my salary is 28,000 CDs a month. Do you mean, do you mean that like, if we do tight, it means that, are you saying, like, do you understand that what you are saying means that as you pay every month, as you look at your face, and every month put 2,800? Is that what you mean? Yes, that is what I mean. <laughs> but not what I mean, what the Bible is saying. That's why I say it's not saying my salary is too much. Say, wow, I'm blessed to have so much. I should even give five thousand as my salary. After all, after you pay your salary of two five, you waste, waste about two five again on uselessness. If you were to give it to God, it would be a bigger, better investment. Eight. Aha! There's a common one. I am broke, so I cannot pay tithe. I am broke. Ah, Pastor. Pastor, Pastor, when I see, when you mention tithe, the people I see coming to the front are the rich people in the church. Tithe is for rich people. It's not for everybody. When you say come to the front, I say those with cars, they come. But Pastor, you know, we, we come with lift. <laughs> so we, we are not part of the of um, the um tight bracket. Look, even government of Ghana is on a campaign to widen their tax bracket because they've seen that uh, only as do you know I met the finance person of a company and I was going to pay tight uh, tax. I was tense on my small, uh, what do you call that word? Whatever. Then he began to laugh at me. He began to laugh at me. He said, ah, Pastor, why are you worried? You, you don't need to be worried. But I was worried beer on my small tax. Then he opened up and said, oh, but my company... We owe 1.3 billion. And we pay small, small. We, we pay small, small. Once they see you paying, you are fine. So you this your 240 CDs you are coming to pay, you are crying. Oh, Pastor, he was laughing at me. My church member, he was laughing at me. He said, oh, Pastor, don't worry. Pastor, don't worry. <laughs> Baby, I was worried. I'm afraid of those guys, eh? They are not even welcome in my church. GRE. <laughs> We don't do evangelism there. (laughs) 
Don't say I am broke. Look at me paying 40 pesos. 40 pesos as tithe. Don't say I am broke. Don't say if I pay tithe, how will I eat? God is rather saying that when you pay, I will open the way. Don't you want to be blessed? Oh, you don't want to be blessed. God is telling you, unless God is a liar, the same God who wrote John 3.16, for God so that the God that gave is only because it's that who the believe it. The same God is also saying that, and I will open the windows of earth. If you don't believe this, don't also believe John 3.16. And if you ask anything in my name, I will give it to you. Don't believe it also. And um, all the other, ah, Psalm 23, don't even believe it. The Lord is my shepherd. No, 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 the Lord was joking when he said he's your shepherd. He didn't mean it. Yet I walk through the valley of hell that, ah, I will fear no evil. No, 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 no. This kind of God, you should, should fear evil. Hmm? If you don't believe this, then you shouldn't also believe that. Yes. Don't say I am too broke. Rather say I'm broke. So let me pay tithe. Maybe some tithe I received I didn't pay. So the devourer has come. Rather say I'm broke so I'll pay. Yeah. <sighs> mm? no, look, be addicted to I say, I love you. I'm your pastor. I'll never say something that is not for your good. Look at my tie card. You can come and look at it after check. 4,000 CDs, 40 pesos. I'll bring it. 121,002. I'll bring it. 50,002. I'll bring it. 12,000. I'll bring it. It's not about the amount, it's about what God has given me. Number nine. <laughs> I'm building a house, so I won't pay tie. Ah, Pastor, do you know the jump in the cost of building materials? And I also hear they are going to increase the price of roof next week. So, brother, you wait. So let me sort out the roof first. You've gone to use God's roof. <laughs> You've gone to roof your house with God's money. When even government of Ghana went to catch... Uh, those Chinese people, uh, China more, that they were not paying their correct tax. Did you see what they did to them? How much more God? As for the guys who ran away, the what's their name? Shoprite, the South Africa. Game, game. They, 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 they ran away. If you're not careful, you soon run away from the world. Yes. What will happen to you because you don't pay tight? But I see you be, paying tight and being blessed. Uh-huh. I have a funeral. So I cannot look. These are things that have been written because they are being said. I have a funeral. Meanwhile, Jesus has said, leave their dead to bury their dead. You can get this book from the gallery downstairs. After. Uh-huh. I owe a lot of money. I cannot pay tithe. Meanwhile, it's the tithe you don't pay that has taken you into debt. Now you want to now steal God's money as you are in debt. You want to do spiritual debt exchange program. <laughs> Yours is not domestic debt exchange program. Yours is spiritual debt exchange program. <laughs> Look, stop playing the fool with God, eh? 
12. I am a widow, so I don't pay tithe. What has widowhood got to do with tithe paying? Is it not the widow rather who went to pay her uh, mites in church that God recognized widows, eh? People dash their money all the time. Jedi, they look mobile. Uh-huh. So you think, but widows, their son had brought their money some, uh, the family head has brought it. Recently, my mother-in-law was telling me that she built the house, some, I don't even know who that guy uh, is and how he, he features, but the man said, oh, since her husband died, she hasn't done anything for her before, and he's the family head, so he'll do this for Widows, they're always helping them more. You see them, them more. That's why Paul even said there are two kinds of widows. Some are widows indeed. That one should help them. Some widows, they are sexy queens. During the lockdown, we were giving rice and oil and uh, food to help. And we were setting up a criteria. And some people said, we should add widows. And we said, okay. Then one wise pastor said, no, no, no. It should be on a case-by-case basis. Because some widows, eh, when you see them, (laughs) they are richer. The title widow is not what we should go by. Paul himself said, some widows should not be helped. Hmm? Strong women who are filled with uh, some love. Shit. One day I saw a widow. Look, a widow is like a car. A car can either be a Tico or a Mercedes. We don't classify all cars the same. Widows, we saw a widow, eh? So if I, when I saw the, the widow, they said, aha, this is what this pastor was talking about. Not all, some skinny jeans and high heels she was wearing, eh? She says she's a widow, not a widow. Such widows, you don't add them to food distribution. Next, Peter. I am a student, so I cannot pay tithe. <laughs> I'm a student. Look, all this time I was reading my type, I was a student. Students, eh? Sometimes they are richer than my children. If you're not careful, they may have more money than you. Never say I'm a student. Students, you've got to inflate your school fees to your mother, your hostel fees to your father, your uncle in... California, you've, uh, you've uh, texted him on WhatsApp. My uncle, school is just about to resume. This, that, that. Hey, your brother who is working in uh, Brussels, you've also said, oh, Charlie, how? Long time, oh. They've sent you some euros. You say you are a student, you cannot pay tithe. <laughs> Never let me hear you saying that. 14. Mm-hmm. I am unemployed. Some unemployed people, they use their unemployment as investment. 
when they wake up in the morning, they have their quiet time. Then they start going from house to house on visitation. <laughs> By the close of day, one day I caught such a person. She found it more prosperous to be unemployed than to work. So even after I set her up in business, she put the business aside because she found it more profitable to be unemployed. And so one day I caught her. I said, this girl, eh, she's using my church as an money-making venture through being unemployed. Collect money from here. Collect money from here. At a point, somebody said, oh, but as long as I said, no. She has calculated that the amount of money she'll spend to come to church versus the amount of money she'll get going home is better to come to church. <laughs> hey! Look, I'm serious, you are laughing. Look, good morning, ma. <laughs> Once you eat, you drink, you take Uber, you, you say you are unemployed. How did you get money for makeup? How did you get money for pedicure? And for hair extension? Never say I'm unemployed. All Bible says from all your increase. Number what? 15. I am retired and on pension. Look, even government is coming for bonds of pensioners. They have to go to Independence Square and hold uh, card before they'll spare them. If government of Ghana is not sparing pensioners, God is also not sparing pensioners. <laughs> pensioners too are rich. Their children are giving them money. They are Loved ones they've helped are giving them money. Their nephews and nieces are giving them money. Drama is your father poor since he came on pension. Aha! He should be, if he was in this church, I would have been just sort of standing in front of him as I'm making this point. <laughs> Pensioners are also being kept by God. They should pay tithe. 16. I have scriptures for all, but time is... <laughs> I don't want to go over time. Aha! This is for the self-righteous people. I give my money to help the poor and to do other humanitarian needs because I'm the family head. And so I don't pay tithe. I used to say this one too. That, brother, I give your money to the poor at Kwame Nkrumah Circle. Rather than giving your money to these pastors who use it to buy Mercedes Benz to fund their expensive tastes, acquired tastes. But Jesus said, This ought you to have done, that's helping the poor and not to leave the other undone. So help the poor, yet also pay tithe. Tithe is for there to be provision in God's house to build his buildings and to finance his work. Amen. Do you think 
Samsung gave her these air conditions for free or as a gift. But you are standing here very coolly sitting. Oh, this is a beautiful church. This is a... Do you know how they came? This is... Next. Number 17. Aha. I don't want anybody to know how much I earn. So I'll not pay tithe. It's like reverse osmosis. Once we see your tithe, we, we can multiply by 10. And then so I don't want anybody to know how much I earn. They'll, they'll come and beg me for money. Oh. You can imagine that as a church, we didn't get to where we are by not knowing how to be sensible. That's why all the treasurers are bankers. They know financial discretion and how to be discreet and financial procedures. And Charlie, even if we know your salary, so what? <laughs> ah! Look, even if we don't know your salary, there are many people who know your salary. The place you work at that they pay you, they know your salary. <laughs> your bank into which they pay your salary, they know your salary. IRS, uh, no, uh, GRE. Who shouldn't know your salary at all? They know your salary. Snakes also knows your salary. So many people know your salary already. Rather, those who shouldn't know your salary at all, they know your salary. Why are you saying the church shouldn't know your salary? Hmm? Their banker, do you know the money they see? They are even feeling sorry for you. That is so small. Eh? Meanwhile, you think that those things is so big. Hey, one day I made a mistake. Eh? It almost made me sad. I called four bankers and I was chatting with them and I asked them that. If they were to pay me, how much do they think I should earn? Hey! I wish they were the ones determining my salary. You know, I made them write on different sheets of paper, independent of each other. And to my shock, they all came up with the same figure. Yes, the same figure. And I said, what? Where have they been all my life? <laughs> you may think they'll see you as some rich person who is special. Oh, they'll see you as a small boy. Yes. Sometimes we have an inflated opinion of ourselves. And when you talk to people who are seeing money, money is just a number that is written. One day they asked one of the world's richest men, his name is Warren Buffett, they asked him that, how does it feel like to be a billionaire? It's like very rich, how does it feel? He said, oh, it is in the newspapers that I see I'm a billionaire. But me, the only money I see is the one in my wallet. The rest, I see that they are written two point something billion, billion. I've never seen it before. The one in my wallet, that's the one I see. So I don't know how it feels like to be a billionaire. Look, don't have that inflation. The money you pay as tight, it will be nothing. Don't just record it. That's all. Anyway, if you are so special, we also have room for special people. So you can hide your tithe. You can just put it as cash in the offering. Only make sure that, number one, you pay the 10%. Number two, if something happens, eh? 
and we are using tithe as a basis for decision taking. And there's therefore no record of your tithing. Please don't come and say, I've been paying tithe. Because we'll only ask you, oh, please, our records don't show that. So can you help us? He said, oh, no, I pay, I pay. Look, I, look, I pay. <laughs> so you can hide the way you just can just drop it. You say that you it, have you ever seen me paying tithe? Even the treasurers don't know I pay tithe, but I pay more than tithe. So if they are so special like me, like you and me are the same, <laughs> you and me are the same. You can choose to hide the way you pay your tithe and pay only that. One day. Don't come and blame anybody. You cannot say to the government that I, that I pay my tax. Just that you don't know that I pay my tax. <laughs> Number 18. Aha. I like this one because that one is a common one. I have never paid tithes. And I do not see any case in my life. So I won't pay tithes. All these things you are saying, 108 cases, so I'm, I'm being blessed. Go and see my car on the car park. How many houses do you have? Come, please come and compare it with mine. Come and see my children. They are proper children. There's no case where, Pastor, this type of case is to frighten uneducated people. It's to frighten uneducated. Look, I've, been, I've never paid tight, and my age is 49. I'm not going to start paying that. You cannot frighten me. I've been to school. I'm educated. I have a master's degree from Berlin University. And, ah, and I did an online course also at Gimpa. <laughs> <laughs> but let me warn you. God told Adam, in the day that you eat this fruit, you shall die. In the day you eat it, you shall die. When Adam ate it, because his wife made him eat it, he didn't die in that day. He lived the next day, the day after, the day after. It looked like nothing bad had happened to him. But as we sit here, we all know that something terrible had happened to him, but even he didn't understand how terrible it is. God says, have 90%. It's everything, but this small 10%, don't touch it. Those watching on Facebook, this small 10%, those watching on YouTube, this small 10%, leave it to God. God told Adam, eat of every tree, anything you want to do. Buy shoe with your 90, buy five, 500 pink slippers. But this one, this tree, this one tree, don't touch it. Let's just obey God. And finally, aha, uh -huh, finally, <laughs> I've also been paying tithe. Pastor, let me be honest. Unless I'm going to talk by faith, eh, I haven't seen any financial improvement in my life. Malachi 3.14. You have said it is vain to serve the Lord. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? And that we have walked mournfully before the Lord. Verse 15. Oh, my brother. Verse 15. Hey, 
Is it analog? Bible says that you shall return. And now you call the and that they, next. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord heard. And he opened a book of remembrance for them that feared the Lord. 17. And they shall be mine. Those who pay tithes shall be mine. Say the Lord of in the day when I make up my jewels. Tithe payers are precious to God. They are God's jewels. They are God's valuable ones. And I will spare them. As a man spares his own son that saves him. 18. And you shall return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. And between that serves God and him that serves him not. That's why in October last year, I was before the Lord. And he came to ask me, do you know any born again Christian who died from COVID? And I was quiet and I began to think. I said, I know many people who got COVID. I, even my wife, I think she got it. Even me, myself, one day I did an experiment and made myself get it. <laughs> Don't follow me, you're very risky to follow me, but I wanted to see how it was like to get COVID. So the way they said, one meter apart, I knew somebody who, had, who was medically proven with COVID. Because of the internet, I don't want to see what I did. But many born-again Christians got COVID. But God, do you know anybody who died from COVID, born again? I said, no. Then I called a friend who works with COVID. Somebody said, do you know anybody uh, who died from COVID, born again? He said, no. So I said, hey. So I began to ask around. Then I called her. Uh, Branches in America, in the UK. Are there any church members who died from COVID? No. I said, really? He said, well, those who died had um, pre-existing health. I said, no, 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 just raw COVID. No. Nobody died. You see, God is able to spare his jewels. Add yourself to the jewels. And this scripture we read is in relation to tithe paying and tithe payers. Make yourself a jewel. Bond or no bond. Treasury bill or no treasury bill, whether hair cut or uh, permed hair or uh, whatever, Sakura, even Sakura, God will spare you. They can even choose not to give, they should graduate from haircut to Sakura. God will spare his jewels. Only add yourself to the tithers and your life will be established in Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet. You want to pray for yourself as we close? That Lord, let me not have any of these bad thoughts of non-tithers in the name of Jesus. Help me to be a faithful tither in the name of Jesus. Those watching on Facebook, pray. Help me to be a faithful tither. It is to God you tithe. He said, bring it into my house. It is not to the pastor you tithe. Yes, the pastor receives it, but on behalf of God. Pray, say, Lord, help me to be a tither until the end. In the name of Jesus. Today I have seen that no matter what, 
I'm going through. 10% is the Lord's. Father, we thank you that you have done it. You have helped us. You have healed our minds. You have changed our minds and healed our thinking. In Jesus' name. And with every head bowed and with every eye closed, maybe you want to rededicate your life to God this morning. I want to lead you in a short prayer. If you are here, just lift up your hands as we close. Or those watching on Facebook, you want to rededicate your life to God, just stretch forth your hand towards the screen. Let us pray. Is there anybody here in this room? You want to rededicate your life to God. If you are here like that, I can't see the darkness, please come to the front. If you are here, you would like to rededicate your life to God. Take God seriously. You can walk to me in front. We pray together. For the sake of those watching on Facebook, if you are rededicating your life to God or on YouTube, please send us a comment that I am rededicating my life to God today. All over the world in London, Kuwait, Dubai, America, everywhere. Just say, I want to rededicate my life to God. I want to be a member of the Macarius Online Church. And we will um, get back to you and show you what to do. Let us pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I'm rededicating my life to you. And I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins and wash me with the precious blood of Jesus. From today, I am born again and I will follow Jesus. Say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in your book of life so that when I die, I will come to heaven. Stretch forth your hands and say, Holy Spirit, please come and live in me and help me, strengthen me to live the life of a Christian all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.